I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My God, that's terrible. Are you strangling a cat, Paddy? No, I'm actually trying to make one of those ads where they get people's attention by using the sound of some really unusual noise. Well, that makes more sense. I'm learning the Ghanaian bamboo flute. I think it'll get everyone's attention. Could you not just tell them about the really good sign-up offer for listeners of the Football Ramble? You know, the one where you open a Paddy Power account, bet a tenner and get a free 20 quid bet, no strings. We all know the answer to that one. Go to paddybarrett.com forward slash ramble. Everybody, it's the Football Ramble. You've made it once again to the best part of your week. My name's Marcus, and I've got three wonderful chaps with me. Pete. Oh, Sumimasa! Back from Japan. Hello. Back from Japan. Back Luke. from Japan. Uh, back from Kilburn, all right? Uh-huh. That's in North London. And Jim? Back from South London. Now, I've moved. Have you? Yeah. You I were out eating East London East, before. Yeah. Where have you moved to, Jim? Uh, I don't know well, I don't want to say. In <laughs> case anyone comes around. such a hot ticket. People yep. start burning effigies of you. Yeah, yeah that hap- that's why I moved. <laughs> so I don't want it to happen again. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it is the Football Ramble, you lucky things, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start by uh, talking about... Uh, Pete's uh, holiday? Sure, we're going to start. Yeah, we'll Pete's sex holiday. No, no, no. Pete's holiday will come holiday. later when we're talking about international football. Oh, I like oh that. yeah. Uh-huh, it's not, all planned. It's all not watch a lot of football this week. I'll level with you. It's all in my head now. Uh, in the Bundesliga on the weekend, Stefan Keisling, Keisling scored a phantom goal. A phantom goal. Oh, it was literally through a hole. It was. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Did anybody see this? I saw it. I did see it. It was a, it was a header from a corner. Uh, from a corner, yeah. And he headed it just to the, sort of slightly to the left of the post. Well wide. Yeah, into the side netting. Hole in the net. Yeah. Hello, two nil. <laughs> <laughs> Who scored the first? Can't remember. Should, Sydney Sam. Sydney Sam. Yeah, yeah. Sydney Sam. Shouldn't the referee have checked that before the game when he goes round the the nets? He should have. The linesman, I think. The assistant referee's job, I think that is. It is. It's the, a hard job though. A net is made of holes. It was only one <laughs> loose little piece of rope. Right. Whatever they use. <laughs> the net was. Is, Full of holes. Do you reckon that a, a, a sort of very new assistant referee would call the referee over and go, yeah, that has a hole there, that hole's fine, that hole's fine, <laughs> that hole's fine, all the way through. I like yeah, to imagine think... they do that before the game. Yeah. It's like ages. I like it's to a, think a little a bird, bird flew over and nibbled on it and made the hole. It was it was one of those ones where... That, uh, is, that is a very sort of anime thing to think. You've been yeah. influenced by your surroundings. Clearly. Let him. Let him. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was one of those decisions where only the referee thought it was a goal. Mm. The, the player is coasting... He actually held his head because he thought, oh, I should have scored that and walked away, as everybody did. And the referee's gone, no, I think that went in, actually. Yeah. He Despite the reactions of everybody else in the stadium. All right, Stefan, you should have done better, but we'll give you that one. <laughs> All right. But I think it's because Sydney Sam is so good that his first goal counted as two, and they just had to find a way of, yeah. of making that happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's an opinion. <laughs> um, anyway, ever can you recall an occasion when a goal was scored, but it wasn't actually a goal? 
Phantom goals. They're called ghost goals, but for some reason you're calling them phantom goals. I, I know. Prefer no, it. they went in for Germany. I think they were saying it was the, the, the translation was phantom. I think. Okay. Ghost goal, phantom goal. Pete, what one have you got? One of my favourite comic book heroes. Phantom goal. <laughs> or Sydney Sam. Sydney Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, mine's uh, Sol, Sol Campbell's disallowed goal in the 1998 World Cup against Argentina. No, that's a disallowed goal. Definitely went in, though, didn't it? <laughs> Well, no, phantom goals have, don't go in. Yeah, but it counted and it shouldn't have counted. No, you've got this wrong. No, it, should, it went in, it counted, and it shouldn't have counted, and we won the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> we right. shouldn't have won the World Cup. Where have Cup. you been, Mark? <laughs> well, you're you a football fan. You call yourself a host of a mediocre podcast. Oh, and you are idea. that, and you are that. <laughs> the ramble's never been abandoned, no. ladies and gentlemen, but it could be this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, Peter, what is your real answer? That is my answer. Ask me, ask me. Yeah, Luke, Luke. mine is when uh, Frank Lampard scored against Germany and England won the World Cup in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we going to have to start again? No, my, no. Mine, uh, I'll give you one. I've got one, I've actually got one. Yeah. Mine was in the semi-final in 2012 of the yes. FA Cup, Chelsea Spurs. That's right. Uh, and um, the goal was awarded uh, for Chelsea. Yes. <clears throat> it wasn't actually a goal. No. And it was one of the, the reasons I've chosen it. It wasn't even nearly a goal. No. It, well, absolutely. It was blocked on the line. But one of the reasons I've chosen it, it was one of the few times, well, actually the only time, where John Terry was actually an all right broke about it. Where he said, I thought it hit me. I didn't think it, I didn't think it went in. I thought it stayed out. I didn't think it was a goal. I've not looked at the replay, but it probably wasn't a goal. That and it was one matter was credited. He was. Yeah. It was blocked on the line. There's Excellent. no way, under the rules and stuff, or the laws, there's no way yeah. anyone could have told it was in or not. So there's no way they can give it. Uh-huh. It was just ridiculous. I was at the game, and yeah. I remember thinking at the time, that's mental. And that is a ghost goal, Pete. So if you can think of one in the I'll time... I'll think of one right now. Yep. Pete, okay. do you want me to take you on? <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to go pro- probably for Paddy Connolly, Dundee United versus Partick Thistle in yep. 1993. 93, yes. It was one of the most unfathomable disallowed goals recorded. It occurred north of the border, which is where the Scottish... Hang on, again, was, that, was the goal disallowed? The goal is scored as a phantom the goal. The visitors accepted the goal without question, with the Thistle defender even picking up the ball in recognition it had been scored. But referee Les Mottram inexplicably waved to play on, letting on away so it wasn't a goal. Even the internet. Sky Sports, boo you. Just reading off the internet. Right. It's like, it's like the Hall of Fame's back. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> stupid fan. <laughs> what I like about I, I'm an absolute fuck up and we still get to criticise my at the end of it. Yeah. Brilliant. Really? Jim, yep. go on. Yeah, uh, mine is, is um, quite a memorable one. It was uh, Reading Watford in the Championship. Um, there was some sort of kerfuffle oh. in the box. 2008, um, that was. Yes, and uh, the ball went just wide, of, or quite significantly wide, mm. of the of the right-hand post. Um, yes. uh, scuffle from a corner. It was given as a goal. It was actually um, given as an own goal. Uh, for the Watford um, defender John Eustace. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that and, was a, that was unbelievable. Yeah, and Stephen apparently the referee asked Stephen Hunt, "Was it a goal?" And Stephen Hunt just sort of went, "Yeah." <laughs> if you and like, it was given. if you want, it, yeah. it, went, it actually went wide. It's you, mate. It yeah. went wide. Well, wide. Like, yeah. like, at least, but like not even like the Keesling goal. Like the, yeah, at least it didn't even go near the net. Keesling's ended up in the back of the net. Yeah, yeah. this this went out for a goal kick. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was... No, it should have been a corner. Been a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't go anywhere near the net. Wait, well, I mean, the referee on that occasion was Stuart Atwell, and I wonder what he's up to now. Oh, he's in the Premier League. Uh, <laughs> was it Atwell? <laughs> yeah, it was Atwell, yeah. Um, yeah. Pete, have you got one? It didn't sat well with the fans. Oh, yeah. up yours, <laughs> Atwell. Yeah. Pete, have you got one? 
Luis Garcia. Luis Garcia. That'll do. Was that against Chelsea, the Champions League final? Chelsea. Uh, semi-final. So, semi-final. Okay. semi-final, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, if we're going to be this pedantic about it, surely yes. a, a ghost goal can be any goal scored by a player who is now dead. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> it can be. No, but, no, unless he scores the goal. Or oh, anybody dressed he's in got, has to score it again. I'd love to see that. Yeah, that would be good. I'm going to go mm. for Thomas Helmer for Bayern in 94, when it was not even anywhere near the... Well, it was close, but it was clearly not a goal. <laughs> is that giving you the points, per chance? <laughs> no, I'm going to give Jim the points, oh, actually. I give oh, Jim's three. was the best, well done, Jim. Oh, well done, Jim. Yeah, well, well done, Jim. Yeah, well done, Jim. Well, didn't get it. Right, well. <laughs> also known as a phantom goal. <laughs> <laughs> You're a phantom menace, you are. Yeah. I get, I get um, the feeling if we carry on like this next week, we're going to have a phantom host. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to the Premier League. And Chelsea beat Cardiff City 4-1. Yeah, which infuriated Jose Mourinho. <laughs> it did, didn't it? He was accusing Cardiff of time-wasting straight from the off, which is, I'm sure, what the listeners are accusing Pete of doing uh, this <laughs> week. But, um, yeah, 4-1, much scored after a defensive mix-up. David Luiz just yeah, let him go for it, didn't poor, he? wasn't it? Very poor. Yeah, I thought that... Um... I thought that was an excellent attempt at a dummy. I just loved how it was so nonchalant. I, I just, it really made me like. Not many things when you watch football during the course of the game make you like openly, like properly mm. laugh. And that really made me laugh. He just didn't care. But yeah. the funny thing is, he'll probably start for Brazil in the World Cup. Yeah. When they've got Dante and Thiago Silva. Yeah. He's vice captain of Brazil. He, he normally always plays. Yeah. Like, it, I, big Phil must not watch the Premier League. Dion Dublin. Although I do rate Louisa, but yeah, but yeah. Dion Dublin piped up. Did you, did you see that program on Sunday? Match of the day Two extra. extra yeah, yeah. It, they had to bin it off because they lost sound. But it was actually oh, right. right yeah. But Dion Dublin was talking some nonsense. He said he'd like to see David Luiz playing in the hole behind the front two. I think he means I mean, defensive midfield. You realise that he plays for Chelsea and Brazil. They're not, <laughs> they're not the shorter players in that position. Really. No. Um, <laughs> Mark Chapman made quite a good point when talking about West Ham. And Manchester City and said uh, Manchester City was starting with the same centre backs as they did away against Stoke or something like that. Mm. Oh, he made a comment, oh, I can't, can't remember, which was a bit annoying. And he said, What do you think, Dion? And Dion just went, uh, Sergio Aguero. <laughs> Sergio Aguero was a difference today. And he went, but Are you not going to comment on what I said? No. <laughs> I thought I've only was, seen the goal. The presenter yeah. was making a quite good point, yeah. which annoyingly I've forgotten so bad on me. But play um, him in the hole, just reply, yeah. reply every time. Play him in the hole. Exactly. exactly. I mean, Dion Dublin is quite a versatile footballer, wasn't he? So yeah, he maybe was. he just thinks that you know any player can play anywhere. Magnificent cock as well. <laughs> if the reports are to be believed. Yeah. Well, Pete or Dion Dublin. Alex Ferguson. Yeah, Big Al. Oh, Big Al! From the That's mouth- why they call him Big Al. From, from the, the mouth of Bibbs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indeed. But what about the goal that... Um... Etu. Yeah. Nicking the ball off the keeper, unfairly. Yeah. It was I mean, unfair. It's against the rules. Yeah. He's been playing FIFA 95, I would imagine. <laughs> because I think FIFA 95 just provided that grey area where some players think that's OK to do. I still don't know. <laughs> It's not allowed. I mean, the laws state it's apparently ridiculous. the goalkeeper is considered to be in control of the ball while the ball is between mm-hmm. his hands and any surface and while in the act of bouncing it on the ground. So yeah. he's not, not allowed to do it. Ah. So you can understand Cardiff being annoyed about that. Given, given the week that Malky Mackay's had, that's all he needs. <laughs> yeah, he could lose yeah. his job. It won't, well, it won't be that, but you know what I mean. It's, it doesn't need more pressure or that sort of thing going on. Yeah, I mean... I, Referees was... get a lot of stick and... And sometimes it's unfair. It's a difficult job, but they should know the laws of the game. It's but that, that was that was so poor. That's the kind of decision as a, as a manager, as you say, Malcolm McCarr. He just thinks, oh, what's the point? Mm. <laughs> you know, hard um, enough anyway at Stamford Bridge to get any sort of result. Yeah, exactly. And Hazard obviously put the ball in the net. Oh, Scott. They, they almost mucked it up, though, didn't I did, they? Yeah, 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 they did make very hard work of it. <laughs> Gary Medell came in and tried to chop... Well, he did chop it. He'll do that. <laughs> well, I, I would have liked it. had If the ball had not ended up in the back of the net and Medell scythed him down and the referee had given the penalty, he would have gone, well, hang on. 
It shouldn't have been given. That's one all, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's a great trait of uh, a lot of South American players, and I think we've touched on this before, where they 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 have no regard mm. for where on the pitch they are. They'll do the same tackle in the penalty yeah. area they will on the, on the centre <laughs> circle. They don't care. They're not, they're not changed their, 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 their attitude at all. And that's quite the reason why South American football and footballers are so great. Yeah, that is very true. Oscar scored a lovely one. Hasn't Oscar... Equaled his tally for last season with his goals yes. already. I mean, yes. that's really that is justification for Mourinho selecting him over Matter in that position. He's Chelsea's top scorer this season, I think. Mm. He's their top scorer. I'm pretty sure of that. He's a great player. He's a great player. Uh, Mourinho was sent to the stands, wasn't he? Yeah, he's up sitting next fan to got to, yeah, fan got to sit next to him. Took a, mm. it took a really sort of surreptitious selfie with him. Did yeah, he? Mourinho <laughs> selfie. Like, if, up if his, no, if, up if, his nostril. If, if you were watching Newcastle, Pete, and Alan Pardew came and sat next to you in the stand, would you would you bend his ear or would you, what would you do? I would uh, hide any ladies near. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, Poppin, could you go and get uh, me a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> For, the For the rest of the, of the game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, not Alan's hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> he's got it in a bun. Oh, God. <laughs> not again. <laughs> He always does that. That's what he was sent to the stands for. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Do you have anything to add? No. I thought you were just going to say something. Personal account or something. If, I, um, if I'm going to say something, Marcus, I'll, I'll speak. <laughs> okay. Okay. You can be a bit shy right. though. Okay. Yeah. It took us years to get the best out of you. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the best is still a company. Yeah. <laughs> still waiting for Marcus's. Hey, what? That's that's that's, that's his one. Five. I'll get you to turn your own microphone off in a minute. <laughs> Um, do us all a favour. No, I'm joking. It's bloody good to have you back, Pete. It was rubbish last week without you. Um, Mourinho didn't do the post-match interview with Matter of the Days. He was angry with Cardiff, mm. as, as he accused him of being punished not... the BBC. Yes, that's what I thought. Who do you think he is, Sir Alex Ferguson? Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, but elsewhere in the Premier League, Newcastle United got a very good home point Great against game, uh, Liverpool mm. too. Although they were down to ten men with Yanga Muiba and Biwa sent off. Sorry. And Kabaye with a lovely long-ranger, Peter. And uh, a goal from a, uh, a man who's not played a lot of uh, Premier League football. Dummett was absolutely loving yeah. it. He was loving yeah. it. I love seeing a player that, I mean, that I mean, pleased. I mean, he's exactly the sort of footballer that um, clearly Mike Ashley's really, really into at the moment. He wants the homegrown players. He doesn't want to spend any money. He wants yeah. to sell a club and stuff. So it's, what, it's really f- good he's news on, that he's... Well, he's on £40 pounds a week. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why Ashley loves it. Like, everyone's sort of saying, oh, he's like, you know, he's a player who's not played that much football. But he's played like 30-odd games in Scotland for right. St Mirren. He's right. won the League Cup with St Mirren. <laughs> you know, right. he's quite. He's probably more um, qualified than a lot of footballers on that field. He's a good finish, Quite quick, yeah. yeah Lovely well. little volley, yeah. He played really well, and he only really, just really come well. on the pitch as well. Mm. I thought Mignolo should have done better with that Kabaye goal, it came from a long way out, didn't it? it did, but run. it was hit with some real force, though. Mm. Bounced, yeah, yeah. True. It was it was a bit of a nightmare to deal with. It had that look to it where you know the ball doesn't spin in the air, it's incredible. <laughs> I don't know, I, Which I don't one? think my foot has the bits that do that. <laughs> well, I think I've I un- can confirm that, Jim. <laughs> I, think, I think I've underestimated professional goalkeepers. You said, Oh, it was a tricky one, I just went bounced. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, if that was a problem. Yeah. Someone, had, someone had kicked it at him. <laughs> Thinking think about that, Martin, <laughs> the ball does bounce a lot in a game. It does. Yeah. Maybe that's why the keepers are kept at one end. It might be unfair, but I, I generally tend to think if, if a goalkeeper's got that much time, he hit it well, of course, but when a goalkeeper's got that much time to react and he's not unsighted, I mean, I'll tell you something, there was a couple of amazing saves in the Premier League this, uh, this week. Um, we'll one, come on to Norwich in a minute. I, f- I forget one, but yeah, it might have been uh, Ruddy. Made and we'll, come on, well, we'll come on to, to Boric yeah. and Ruddy, who were probably the two stands. Oh, it, it was Boric, it was Boric, and it was, a, it was a strike from really close range, and he palmed it over the bar, and he had 
a third of the time that Mignolet had to react to that Kabaye goal. There's yeah. no way it was hit yeah. any harder. I just think I think he might have slipped a little bit. I just think he could have done a bit better. Yeah, it was nice to see at St James's that uh, Stephen Gerrard's name was applauded when it was read out mm. um, during the yeah. team sheets. It's a little nod to to England and yeah. his wonderful performance. And his hundredth Premier League goal as well. Well, I don't think they would have celebrated that. <laughs> no. Oh, brilliant! They, they've equalised. <laughs> We're or bloody pleased that came against yeah. us. <laughs> I mean, also it hadn't happened yet. So. Yeah, that's true. Well, they just thought it's bound to happen against yeah. us. They're a, very, they're a very knowledgeable football crowd, though. <laughs> yeah, they call them the prophets. Yeah, they're the jewelry fans. Um, they, 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 all, they also applauded uh, the, him when he went down for a corner because I guess Newcastle fans haven't really seen that many goals gone from scored from corners. <laughs> like, oh, they might score from this. They might yeah, see a goal. Nice. Yeah. Well yeah. done, the Geordie nation. See, see some action. Um, the Geordie people. Yeah, Sturridge equalised. Um, and uh, Newcastle, they, they held on, so a good result. Yeah, it was a good result. Well, it had to be after the 6-0 drumming they got last season. But they were down to 10 men for over half the game. Yeah, so, mm. yeah. yeah strong. Uh, Arsenal, Jim. Oh, 4-1 against... Not, it's easy peasy. Yeah, I was at the game. Uh, it was just absolutely beautiful. That, that Jack Wilshere goal that everyone's raving about. I mean, it's it's one of the best goals I've ever seen Arsenal score. It's just it's beautiful. It just was, hope we can keep it up. It was just, a lovely one, wasn't it? And the Aaron Ramsey goal. Well, I mean, in the stadium, obviously the Wilshere goal was amazing, but it was so, so intricate. It was hard to actually see like everything mm. that happened at the time. But the Ramsey goal, because it was a solo effort, was just like, the place erupted. I mean, like, it was there were people like cheering and everything. The pass it back was, in, in yeah. the middle of the Wilshire goal was it a little bit fortunate that he managed I, to get that back to possibly. To I, I, I don't know. He clearly meant to do it though. Yeah, but it was clearly like whoa, steady. Yeah. Which one, the Wilshire goal? Yeah, oh, that was glorious. That. I happen to think that Aaron Ramsey's goal won't get the credit it deserved because it was in the same yeah. game as that. Absolutely, and that the, the, the happens, fourth though, goal it? was the fourth goal was brilliant yeah. as well. Mm. And to Ozil, like, I mean, he had a quiet, he had very quiet patches in the game, but just like he seemed to find second wind, and it really sort of brought the team forward. And he scored three goals for Arsenal. I've been at the stadium every time. Not saying it's related. <laughs> but if anyone because from Arsenal l- listening, yeah. probably just give me a season ticket, just <laughs> just to be on the safe side. They're yeah. in they're in rude health at the moment. Arsenal, they're playing so well. Yeah. I mean, we, the confidence they got seeing through their team and mm. players like Ramsey, I mean, the way Ramsey took his goal, it's just a, a goal from a player at the very height of his confidence, which mm. is so encouraging. What about the way Flamini took his head back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's out of the Dortmund game because of that. I mean, Flamini is a, he's he's been a, crucial. He, he's an absolute soldier. He's, he's a brilliant, brilliant player. And I mean, his addition, it's, because he can play in so many positions, has, has, has really added to the squad depth. Also, trimming some of the sort of um, less effective players has worked really well and maybe hasn't been credited enough. And I think one, one thing that's interesting about the performance as well is obviously you've got Theo Walcott missing you've got Oxlade-Chamberlain missing um, Gnabry's probably a bit raw to be using too often mm. at the moment so there's there's a, there's a real lack of natural wingers in well, the team Podolsky's played to, wide yeah ex- exactly and uh, they're playing very well without the option uh, of, of that it was quite, quite yeah Diaby's had another setback it's yeah. a real real shame but they, they played in a very narrow way because they were kind of forced to to a degree but still played very well and actually not to take anything away from Norwich because they I mean there were points where it looked like they were really going to get back into the game they they were controlling it for quite a while but, I, just, um, I just think where the way Arsenal are it's um, it's funny isn't it when everyone's saying Arsenal need a centre back or another centre forward or, or a stern midfielder yeah. who does he go and buy a creative um, intricate player yeah. which of that type they've already got but actually flooding the midfield with lots of those players yeah. seems who to be working a charm as well so yeah. they're, they're, they're moving around I mean perhaps a sort of uh, a concern that Cthulhu and Ozil are too similar but 
because of the way they move around in that midfield, it almost doesn't matter. And Cthulhu yeah. looked like a player that's you know been out for a little while. But, but it's even hard. so, he was involved in two of the games. So the, you know the best is yet to come from him, and he still started very well. So yeah, goals of but course. Games. I mean, I mean, feel free to go back uh, to the one podcast we did before the season started and uh, see what Jim was saying. <laughs> yeah. Jim's very happy. Man I at cannot the believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but since the first day of the season, it's been absolutely fantastic. For us. <laughs> yeah. That guy, that guy who uh, went absolutely mad on Arsenal fan TV. Oh yeah. After the first game, he was he was wheeled out again by. <laughs> by the BBC maybe and he and he was <laughs> he basically looked a little bit sheepish yeah. well no because but at the time that was there was fair comment was it not yeah well absolutely I mean it, it was a very worrying time but, and at the same time you know the season's quite young we've got a very tough run of games coming up we've seen before Arsenal have you know good starts not as bright and as positive as this and then have a tough run in and mm. you know things start to go yeah, a bit it's shaky a big but... look at Chelsea, Liverpool, Dortmund and United, and, yeah. and and that's that's two Dortmund games as well that sandwich those. So like, it's it's important to get a good result in that run early just to keep that confidence going. Oh, they play I mean, Palace as well, don't they? Yeah, but that's um, that's after the first Dortmund game. But I think I, think uh, one, but, I mean you know, but one of the good things slip is, up there, you don't know. One of the good things for Arsenal is that they've had a, a slightly lighter run in, not completely. I mean, Napoli at home is a tough game, and one or two others, but especially you, you, working Pybury corner. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you grow into the season. But what I was going to say about that. The, the the dynamic midfield that they have is if you're an opposition manager, how do you set up against them? Because it's quite yeah. tricky. If you've got, if they've got Walcott on one side, and all you you kind of know what he's going to do. But if they are floating around, yeah, well, it's very difficult to defend against. What is very um, encouraging. <clears throat> encouraging as well is losing such a huge aspect of of the game with the, with the wide players not out and and just knowing that they can they can cope with that. So it's you know well the way then, the way you set up against Arsenal is the way West Brom set up to get that draw. You just you just crowd the space and stop mm. them playing. I mean they stopped Özil pretty effectively in that one all draw. But it, it looked like Norwich were trying to do that, but then Arsenal scored quite early, so they just had to come out. Oh, and they did got, well when they came out, but eventually got to be a, better, a decent enough team to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah, and it's been a long. I mean, this used to be the way to play against Arsenal. It's been a long time that that's been as effective as that. I'm um, a bit worried about the Napoli um, return leg because I know for a fact that it's going to be two 0 to Napoli, and that Iguain's going to score both because um, a man, a Napoli fan on the tube, told me that. In a very very threatening manner. Um, <laughs> so you've so got to do everything in your power to make that happen. Apparently, or you're so. dead. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> does, does, does he know where you've moved to? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. See, again, I'm this is why him, I'm, I don't want to know. Get in touch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> um, I hired him actually. Uh, in, in 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 another. Uh, a part of the country, Manchester United uh, drew one all with Southampton, and for a while it looked like the Manchester United of old. They were yeah. they were creating a lot. They went one nil up. They looked comfortable. They looked dominant, but they didn't take the chances. I mean, partly because Arthur uh, Arthur Boric had a wonderful afternoon, but they were slightly sloppy. And then Southampton, right at the end, got the equaliser. I mean, Boric was essentially the difference because he missed the game against England. Uh, with, a, with a little niggle, didn't he? And it was touch and go about whether he'd be back or not. Mm. And I think a lot of Southampton fans felt that with Davis as the backup, who's not in the same class as Boroch, they'd probably struggle. And, it, and he actually was the difference. I mean, I, th- I firmly believe that if, if, if he wasn't in goal, they'd have lost that game. Mm. So he's massively important to them. And the fact that, I mean, because their, their success so far, and they've done really well so far, is predicated on them not conceding. Because they, right. they don't score an awful lot, do well, they? Well, they've scored eight in eight, yeah. uh, but only conceded three. Which I think is the second best in Europe behind only Roma. Wow. What, just with goals conceded? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think they've got the second best league defence in Europe. Well, they certainly did have last week. Uh, Roma, I think, have conceded just, just the one goal so far, which is incredible as well. But um, it's, it was. it was. The, the difference was Boric, but also this sort of. 
thing that people are talking about, which I subscribe to at the moment, is this sort of lack of fear factor around playing mm. United. It just doesn't seem to. Exist. But it's Manchester in the last five as well. When historically Manchester United would always score a goal, yeah. and come up at the end, and you know, come up with a good. It was funny because you're right, and in that game, the the linesman, uh, sorry, the fourth official held up the board. And it was five minutes, and I thought this Moisey could be time. this could be the moment <laughs> yeah. where they they win the game in injury time, and everyone's like big let out of sigh of relief, and they really kick on. But it wasn't to be. Well, but it, they shouldn't have had to score a goal in injury time because they were so dominant. They they actually played quite nice attacking football, mm. and on another day, Manchester United would have won three or four. Yeah, and I, and I, and what I would say is that it sounds like I'm being slightly patronised as Manchester United fans it's a bit of hope guys you know but um, you know Southampton have only conceded three goals this season and so for Manchester United to create so many chances against them like I say if, if it wasn't for, for Boric playing a game of his life on another day they would have well, hammered them. Yeah, you're right and, and you can make, that's true but you, we can talk about that all we like and, 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 but at the end of the, the result is that they drew the game they didn't yeah. win it and it's another home game they've not won there is a skill to put in a difficult game away which they just do not seem to have at the moment indeed and the next games they've got coming up they're at home mm. to Sociedad in the Champions League and they've got two more league home games I think they're playing at home to Stoke not home to Norwich yeah. Then they go away to Fulham. So the next four games, really important. Yeah. I mean, it's getting to the point now. I know it's only sort of the end of October, middle of October. They're going to be so if they don't if they don't win those games, they're all winnable games. If they don't win them, they're going to be so far off the pace, just on not only on points, but by virtue of the fact they would have played quite a lot of winnable games already yeah, and, not, is, and not won them. Yeah, you know, because I mean, look at their results. They lost at home to West Brom. They've drawn at home to Southampton. You know, so so there are already games that they're they're playing that they should have won. Mm. They're the sort of games under Ferguson, and it's difficult for Moyes, of course it is. But they're the sort of games when it comes to Manchester United where you go three points, three. Yeah, points, but three Southampton's points. slightly different. I mean, they're they're sixth, just four points off the top. No, I understand that, Marcus. But Man United want to win the league. Their yeah. ambition is to win the league. They are, you cannot win the mm. league and not win those games. They're buggering up accumulators everywhere. Mm. <laughs> We're yeah, the I real should, losers here. Yeah, I, accumulators. I would stay well away from them, or stay well away from gambling. Is my <laughs> real advice. Apart from your pound a week. Uh, yeah. Which I never put on. No. Never put People on. People have been asking about that. Actually. Yeah, well, if you want to sponsor me, too. Ah, fuck them, fuck them. If you want to mm. give me the pound, then I'll put it on. Um, if I was going to gamble, I'd choose Paddy Power. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Paddy? <laughs> Jim, say something. Um, when the result came through, um, obviously I was at the Arsenal game, um, it, it did have all the hallmarks of, oh, United have been a bit insipid again. But as you say, watching the highlights, it was clearly they did create a lot of chances. It did look like the United of old. So I think with that in mind, they will still take some heart from that performance. Mm. It's gutting to lose a goal that late. So, it, I mean, I they, they do need to turn a corner quickly, but I think that it's in there. Yeah, Creating chances has only ever been half the story, though. You got, you mm. can create, you're not going to win the league. But when you've got chances. players like Van Persie and Rooney, surely it's just well, a matter of time before they start putting them away. Yeah, yeah well, we'll see, I suppose, yeah. Like we, I say, four games coming up were really important for them. Because it, it also gave them the confidence to go and play these bigger games. You know, the, 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 we talked about it at the time. The manner, the, the manner in which they were beaten by Liverpool, for example, and it was it wasn't just the how it wasn't just that they lost, it was how they lost. Mm-hmm. And they they really need to start building their confidence up and the only way they can do that is by winning games. Well but as I said, yeah, you're right. But they did look as though they have a bit of confidence against Southampton. So we shall see what they come up with in the coming weeks. Well next time yeah, I mean Sociedad, big European game and then they're at home to Stoke, which they've got to win. They've literally they've mm. just simply got to win it. In the coming weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, we're gonna we're gonna um oh just before we leave England, did you see old Steve McLaren? McClazza's uh, Derby winning 3-2 at Watford Mm, big result it's an immediate impact (laughs) and I suddenly thought any man who spent that amount of time with a certain Swede is is gonna (laughs) which Swede are you talking about eh Ulrika. Yeah. <laughs> well, she may have been in the background any word any little uh, quick word for the Super Portsmouth on the south coast go on 
Well, I won again at the weekend, didn't they? Did they? Beat Berry at home. Uh-huh. Um, comfortably. And that is <laughs> and that is like four games. Four games without without losing. Without huh? calamity. <laughs> without well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but, it's but good. Four, four games unbeaten. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's Ple- a, pleasing. It is very pleasing to everyone. For everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just not Berry. Um, we're going to leave these shores and go to La Liga. I told, um, just before you do that, I told a friend no. of mine who's not from England that Portsmouth beat Berry. And uh, they said, I've, n- I've never heard of Berry. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's put it in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Have we, uh, are we not going to talk about the, uh, the flair controversy? Well, yeah. it's it's not very nice, is it? No, it's not. Anyone? What, do you, think, what do you think the appropriate punishment should be, Pete? Flair, more flares. I think someone should chuck a flare at that guy. Yeah, <laughs> the linesman. At <laughs> half time really, in the next game. He gets to... John, uh, Johnny Barrett on Twitter says, uh, flares shouldn't be banned because they hit a line, or they should be banned because they make 15-year-olds from Warsaw think they're Napoli ultras. Yeah. Which I really hate. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. I, my, my take on it is when it comes, when you start allowing flares into games, where does it stop? You know, before you know it, you've got perms. Herring ties. <laughs> I, I Herring thought, ties, yeah. I thought Kipper we were going to get through that. I no, really did. no. I just think Spurs, and the, Spurs need to start playing with a bit more flair. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, La Liga. Uh, Osasuna nil, Barcelona nil. Mm. What on earth? The first side, this is Osasuna, of course, in nearly two years to keep a clean sheet in La Liga against Barcelona. The first time Barcelona have failed to score in a domestic league game in 65 matches. That's an amazing stat. It really is. Haven't Osasuna been on the end of some absolute spankings from Barcelona before? In their history, they have, yeah. Yeah. It's an absolute... Osasuna, they beat (laughs) 8-1 away from home. (laughs) You might be sorry. Yeah. Not this time, baby. Um, Osasuna have turned a corner. They have. (laughs) They've turned all the corners. I bet they looked at the fixture list and went, Osasuna? I can't play them now. (laughs) (laughs) Osasuna? Yeah, you you didn't have to qualify. I got it. Well, Marcus did, and, and Jim was just l- looking at you I to go what you were laughing at. Did Mar- my laughter not clarify that? No. You really you are off the ball today, aren't you? You silly little sod. Jet-lagged man. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, where were we? Osasuna, Barcelona. Bar- so Barcelona, yeah, not scored um, for flipping ages. Um, oh, sorry, they, they, they not, haven't not had scored. a... That is ages for them, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously when they played earlier on in the season, when they won 4-0 away, I forget who too, um, it was the first time, goodness knows how long, that they hadn't had more possession than the opposition. Yeah, it was 4-1, wasn't it, against... Might have been I against think it was 4-0. I oh, was it? OK. Right. Um, so, I mean, I know that uh, um, Gerardo is trying uh, out different things and have, making a plan B, and, and because obviously Guardiola, we know how he plays, and one of the things that PK was saying, which I mentioned a few weeks ago, is that it's quite good that Barcelona will be able to set up in different ways and be a little bit more robust when they need to and all that kind of stuff. But but some of these, uh, these um, uh, runs are coming to an end... Changing times at Barcelona. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure of it. I think he should be sacked. Do you think? Yeah, it's not acceptable. Yeah, get Paolo in. <laughs> Quick kick up the arm. Yeah. Or Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> but Real Madrid, they made ground on the top two because Atlete lost 1-0 away to, to Espanyol, but Real Madrid mm. beat Malaga 2-0. Gareth Bale won a penalty! Well, I, didn't, I didn't actually yeah. see it. Was it a dive? I think that's less of a deal than the your shriek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pete, did you hear about that in Japan? What? Gareth Bale winning a penalty? I did uh, hear about that in Japan. Do you yes. see? Yeah, that's true. And Japan right, is size. like miles away. Loads Very Madrid. Miles away. Loads of miles away. Um, I, it struck me that, you know, Madrid have got this sort of cartoon font for their, uh, for their, Names. on their shirts. Yeah. Yes. I, I think they might actually be turning into a cartoon and that is just the first manifestation of that. Mm. Right, you could argue they've turned to a cartoon a long time ago. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. But I think we're actually going to start seeing physical evidence of that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Manga, massive manga haircuts. 
um, see that. We're going to go to Serie A. That, that's our tactical analysis of the Madrid game out of the way there. Well, we've got a lot to get through. That's yeah. true. And, a lot I, and I didn't through. even watch it, so no. I can't tactically analyse it. Um, but the point, of course, was the Barcelona was the draw, but it was, it was worth mentioning. All these matches were, in it, were on at like four o'clock in the morning for me, so yeah. I was never going to watch them live. You're normally up at that time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're still out at <laughs> <laughs> that time. <laughs> you just call ninth it as, wind. You just call it as it was. You were just hammered. Were you drunk or something? Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We're not there yet. We're all friends We're going to be hearing about his time and just... I, there's nothing to tell. There is. Serie A, <laughs> Roma 2, Napoli 0. Uh, Pjanic double seals the win. Roma, wonderful start to the mm. season, as we talked about. And, and on they go, and against Napoli as well, who, with the other team who are opposing the, the, the most likely threat to their uh, title push. Roma mm. for the title, wouldn't it be great? It would it be would. lovely. really would be great. Uh, Maradona was in the stands. I, th- I don't understand how this happened because mm. apparently he's wanted for tax still. Yeah, it's 30, so how did he get in there? Because he's pounds. talking about becoming Napoli manager after Benitez, yeah. which again is, is nonsense. But he owes like 39 million euros. So how is he getting into Italy, getting to football games, mm. well, being able to spout off in the press and not getting arrested? Well, he, he, he took he, his earring last time. Yeah, they? that he signed something, some sort of and so whatever you. money he Check. owes, he makes in Italy or something like that. It just goes straight to the. Into the into the pot. <laughs> like really how can he manage Napoli? I did, well, <laughs> exactly. have to pay him a lot. Yeah. Um, how can uh, you afford Ma- a hot dog Ma- <laughs> if he's minus fifteen million quid? Or I think some probably. Alan Pardew. Um, <laughs> Maradona said Mario Balotelli sent him a picture of himself himself smoking a Cuban cigar. Old, which he quite liked. Um, and he also had time to say at a pop the FIFA director saying they're all over ninety five years old. They are so old they cannot even drive a car. So how can they lead the world of football? <laughs> Fair point. They don't yeah. need to. They're chauffeured. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Fun, to be that fair, is yeah. true. Maybe uh, it's the chauffeurs doing all the real work in football. <laughs> 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 to be fair to to be fair to Maradona, I mean, he's not involved as much uh, now. But Jao Havelange is ninety seven, mm. and he's still around. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, just retire. Yeah, Are you having a go at him being alive? No, just <laughs> we are just backing up El Diego. And he's Diego. still around. I'm just backing up El, El Diego's. But point. he's not involved anymore. Well, yeah. isn't he though? It's a bit embarrassing now, and it? it's a bit embarrassing him just hanging around. Put it, like pulling the strings. I told you the reason he's still alive is because he's probably been fed on like FIFA monkey embryos. Yeah. And, like, and also, I'm, I imagine sort of you know the organs of, of, of you children, know, poorer channels, yeah. children are used yeah. to replace any of his failing ones. Yeah, it's probably not even him anymore. No, it, I mean it's like triggers. Broom. He'll find another host body before long anyway. <laughs> He'll be pumped into a promising youngster like Messi. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Um, the views of, of, of Luke Moore and Jim Campbell, not the football ramble there. Yeah. Um, Although f- half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to get involved in the yeah. courts. Um, you just don't want Joe Havilland to take you as a host. Yeah, that would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah, there would, be, there would be a few ghost goals, wouldn't there? Jim? I mean, I'm not having a pop at him because he is 97, but he's a quite a terrifying looking bloke. Well, and he's also... I'm not having a pop at him. No, well, you can have a pop at some of the dodgy stuff he's allegedly... Almost definitely done. <laughs> probably, best, probably best leave that alone. I think technically you can't, Marcus. That's how the law works. Um, uh, anyway, elsewhere in Italy, I think that's where we were. Fiorentina beat Juventus 4 2. That was magnificent. It was 2 0 down. The old lady. They were 2 0 up at half time, and then Fiorentina stayed a stunning second half. I, I, um, a, I, a Rossi hat trick? It was. I tried to have a little dig at. Buffon after the Italy Denmark game, and you guys wouldn't let me. Well, what were you saying? Remind me. Uh, I thought that. Because Benton scored two goals. Yeah, but they were quite soft headers. Mm. And and there was a goal that. He got worse this week. Yeah, the goal Rossi scored to make it two, I think. Buffon was very suspect. How old very is Buffon suspect. now? Oh, he's not that old. He's like 35. Not, not yet. He's not that old. <laughs> he's just been around for ages. It feels to me like he's still been around. 35 for about 10 years. <laughs> Joe Havalange. He's got, his hand, he's got his fingerprints all over it. <laughs> he's 
guy's keeping gloves all over it. No, Bigfoot's not, he's not that old. He's just been around for ages. <laughs> well, he's, he's 35, 36. I think he's 35, yeah. Um, it was, it's not that young, is it? No, but I mean... No, he's, for a goalkeeper. He's got a reputation... Not being, everybody's being David James. Of, he's got one of the... Reputation's been one of the world's best goalkeepers. Yes. In, my, in my view, generally, quite fairly. Yeah. But I think he's, from what I've seen over the last few weeks, he's not been that great. And he was at fault for that goal, and it was a big goal. Goalkeeping doesn't work the same way as acting, does it? You know, if, no. if, if, uh, if, a, if an actor does a poor film, you think, oh, but he was in X, Y, and Z. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> the goalkeeper can't. Yeah. yeah, but do you remember me at 2006 World Cup? Yeah. Do you to, remember he me? He needs to pick his projects more carefully. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, um, one of the goals that um, Fiorentina scored might have been the third or the fourth Whacking. one. With Quadrado broke from uh, defending a corner, so fast. Oh yeah, One that the was fastest breakaway goal. I think that was the seen. fourth. The Colombian fella, Quadrado. Mm. Yeah, so good, so Sion. impressive. Yes. So um, that rounds up the the club football um, by we, and large. Can we just um, nip off to France before we round up the club football? Talk okay. About big Zlats. Well, I was going to give him a mention when we talk about the playoffs, Jim. Ah, Once enough. again, I've got a plan. Yeah. Let me execute it. <laughs> Mark, it's just that I don't trust you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you didn't you've, say you've that been, earlier. You've been found at fault earlier on. In all fairness, right, so when? In fairness you, to us, Mark, because we we're not used to you having a plan. So this is all new to us. Mark. No, 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 no. no. You're you not used to trusting s- me with my plan. We fear your methods, but we don't understand your methods. It is a Christian of trust. Your back three's lost respect for you. Yeah. <laughs> You've lost a dressing room, mate. Ah, oh, well, let me get it back again. Um, let's move on to international football. England have qualified! Yeah. England. And it was never in doubt. Talking. Should we just make noises for the next five minutes? <laughs> for the next five months, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> um, and, until we lift the cup in, uh, in Brazil. Um, talking to people with plans, Roy Hodgson. Now, you look at the last four games that England had to play. Um, away to Ukraine, uh, or sorry, home to Moldova, away to Ukraine, and obviously the two home games, uh, Montenegro and Poland. Now, England were in um, not a, a brilliant position, but they were in a decent enough position to have the, fa- the fate still in their own hands. They'd um, gone away and drawn, uh, 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 they'd, they'd drawn at home against Ukraine, mm-hmm. where Ukraine scored a fabulous goal. Um, out of nothing and then and then mm. played very well and England I thought were good value for the point and another day maybe would have taken one or two Th- those kind of results can happen and Ukraine are a decent side they went away to Poland when the game was called off mm. so again a tricky place to go and it's not a terrible point is it I, I, the manner of the performance was a bit disappointing well, it was a very difficult situation for <clears> them, exactly um, and then they went away to Montenegro, bossed the first half, and then again the manner of the second half, the way they they lost the goal, was was a little bit disappointing. So that kind of uh, qualification campaign, that that kind of series of results, it's not too bad when you look at it like that. So you go into the last four games, you think at home against Moldova will win, and he thinks, well, I fancy the two home games as well. If we get a point away to Ukraine then we're good as gold. Mm. So clearly that's what his plan was. So again, he beat Moldova, he go away to Ukraine, people criticised, and we did criticise as well, and I was a little bit worried about Hodgson because of the way England were playing. Mm. And then he thinks, right, these are the two home games, this is how I've set it up, and he had his plan and he executed it, did he not? Yes, he did, and Mm. I think think really he's been unfairly criticised towards the, around the Ukraine game particularly. But I think you've also got to put into perspective that England's record is actually very good when you compare it to a lot of the other European nations. I think it's mm. the second or third best attack in, the, in Europe and the second or third best defence in Europe, maybe during That's right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> they also have had a situation where it's the, it's the manager's first qualification campaign. He came in with the, for the job at quite a difficult time, just before a big tournament. Mm. He just did the best he could, got a fair amount of stick for that as well. Um, and then he's guided England to an undefeated campaign against, you know, I mean, 
the f- the fourth place team in England's group got thirteen points. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not it's not terrible. It's, I mean, well, you know, only it's... Germany and the Dutch scored more than England, and you can say, well, England had San Marino, but um, Germany had Faroe Islands and Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan who only yeah. had five points. England yeah. had some shitty players at times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we're not as good as them. Yeah. Um, uh, more to the point, Holland had Andorra and, and Estonia, who picked up seven points. The only, I think, the only problem was that England drew four games, and they didn't have. Uh, there was a there was a handful of teams who had a higher points tally. But like I say, when you when you map it out and you look like that, because we only see international football really. Um, for those two games when they're on, and then we're off looking at the Premier League and yeah. La Liga and all that sort of stuff. As Hodgson sees the whole thing, I'm trying to give him as much credit as possible because I'm hoping that that he, he should was be his plan. He should be allowed maximum credit. He had, he had a job to do. He did it. He's mm. qualified. You know. Why and we, we enjoyed the and, last two yeah, games. And England, well, England played with real freedom against Poland. I mean, yeah, there was a nervy nice bit. There was a nervy bit in the second half for quite a long period. But is that not understandable? Yeah, I'd like to see England play in that way in general because. I understand why he set up the way he set up against Ukraine. There's a lot at stake. Um, I, for me, I would prefer England to play with a bit of panache purely because we're not expected to win a tournament. So, so mm. you go even if you're playing against. I mean, for example, we we got knocked out of the last World Cup by Germany four-one. Yeah, there's nothing really to say that um, England would have lost by any more goals if they had gone out there and really given it a go. Yeah. Um, mm. So. And, and what you take on board in return for going even against a team like Poland, who've still got some world-class football players, yeah. you go out there, you set yourself up to, to really have a go at them, you'll get caught sometimes. It's just mm-hmm. the way football is. Yeah. You know, Lewandowski's a great player. Yeah. If, Lewandowski was, uh, if Lewandowski was on the form he was on when he played against Real Madrid in the Champions League, where he scored four for mm-hmm. Dortmund, England could have lost that game. But you've got to take your chances against players like that. you know. Mm. But, it, but I think it's nice to see England actually, as you say, take the game to somebody. And does that not... And people say... And I'm, and I'm one of them, so you, you know, you really have to play with three central midfielders at international level. Yeah. And so the thought that. of Rooney and Sturridge, and you maybe have Gerrard and perhaps Carrick um, back there, and you think, oh, is, there, is there enough steel? Is there, an, is there a, we don't have perhaps a Flamini winning the ball back, and blah, blah, blah. But then you think to yourself, well, let's try and impose our game on them. Yeah. The problem England have, especially with those two games when it's a big night and the stakes are high, mm. is England have a thing that a lot of other countries don't have. Um, now, I'm not suggesting that England are better than Spain, for example, but Spain don't have a traditional home of football yeah. where they play. They haven't got a home stadium. They travel mm. around. England, everyone wants to play at Wembley. Mm. You know, so when Poland come to Wembley with 17,000, 18,000 fans behind them, yeah. they really want to go for it. You know, and, and so it's harder for England because it's almost like a cup final to, yeah. play, yeah. to play. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's very difficult. Mm. I just think in those matches, you know, we, we were never realistically ever going to be seeded. So we're always going to come up against... We're always going to come un- unstuck against a Germany or possibly an Italy... Or even like even Belgium, to be honest, in the actual World Cup finals. So uh, you may as well just go. Let's just play as attractive as football we can. You know, try and just get a little bit of pride uh, back. Uh, I think that's it. The pride was dented so much at 2010. Yeah. And obviously 2012 and the Euros, it was just damage and limitation, wasn't the it? The last couple of tournaments, I think we've overachieved the players we've had, to be quite frank. Yeah, quite possibly. But um, but it, it was it was enjoyable to see England playing with a bit of flair, creating chances. And obviously Townsend's been a revelation yeah, lately, hasn't he? Yeah, I think uh, you know, if you've got a player like that, you can run at players with a lot of confidence. He seems like a nice chap as well, so he's pretty grounded. Mm. In his Man of the Match um, interview after the Villa game at the weekend, he seemed pretty switched on. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was uh, speaking to a friend of mine actually this week who's... Um, Plays non-league, and he's played against Townsend a few times, and said he's you know quite well known as being a pretty switched on, quite uh, focused, not at all um, 
he won't let he won't let it get to him. You know, the, the question marks around sort of Ravel Morrison whether he's going to let it get yes. to his head. He said Townsend so focused, so grounded that you can you can see why he's going to go on and achieve a lot of things. You know. Oh, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Good to hear. Um, I look forward to him, get, him getting injured uh, <laughs> just before a major tournament. Our great white hope. Yeah. Um, uh, so qualified from your Spain, Holland, uh, Germany, Russia, Switzerland, Italy, Belgium, England, and and Bosnia Herzegovina. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful, isn't it? isn't it? I had some money on Bosnia ages ago to win it. To well, win the World Cup. Really? Uh, 300 to 1, yeah. Oof. They've qualified now. They're in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is great. And, and unless um, Croatia go through the playoffs, so there'll be only team from um, the Balkans region. Yeah. yeah. Which would be I, I really remarkable. like the fact that Iceland have drawn Croatia, because I think they could win that. Well, the, yeah. yeah, we look at the playoffs, and, and Iceland have drawn Croatia, and, uh, and pff, it would be remarkable. They are the most overachieving nation when it comes to football. Mm. Um, a, I mean, it's a very small population, as we've said many times. So 320,000. Yeah. Like, They're Bjork's made a couple of squads. There's that few players. <laughs> it's an incredible achievement. Yeah, well, we're, we're Team Iceland in that one. Portugal have, have got Sweden. Cristiano Ronaldo or Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, it's disappointing that. We'll be missing mm. out. Mm. Yeah, but you want to t- you, you'd imagine that Cristiano Ronaldo will go to another World Cup, so... You're thinking Zlatan... Yeah, Zlatan's Zlatan Zlatan probably... Zlatan's yeah. mm. 31. It's such a shame! Mm. Well, S- Sweden have, have basically... I mean, if you put it down to how they've got to this stage, so how Sweden and Portugal have got to this stage, Sweden really deserve to be there. Because 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 Portugal had a terrible campaign. Portugal had a very winnable group, and Sweden had Germany in their group. Yeah. Mm. So Sweden did what really could be expected of them. So, so you fancy the Swedes, do you? No, I'm just saying if you were going to dish it out on fairness, I'd send Sweden. Oh, <laughs> Which has never, <laughs> never, ever been. No, uh, yeah. Did you see that phantom goal? The weekend? <laughs> um, and uh, Ukraine have got France. You, France will be there. Yeah, fine, I mean France have really hit form, haven't they? But so. it would be mm-hmm. it would be great to see um, Ukraine go through because um, they had a, they had a great campaign. And we only just picked mm-hmm. them by one point. Mm. Denmark missed out, didn't they, from being the worst second place? That's team. a shame because I really like Denmark and, and mm. they've got some good players. But they, that that Aquilani goal, the the, yeah, the equaliser, yeah, against Italy was the, the yeah because they would have been in there instead of Croatia, I think. Yeah, they would have been. And Greece versus Romania. I mean, no. nice to see Romania back give, in. Give that one a yeah. miss. No, we've not seen Romania back at the World Cup. <laughs> Greece are the most boring team. I get the Romanians back in. And Mutu, he's probably still... It's around right. about this time when the playoffs happen. I just think, can't they all just come in? Yeah. Can't we just extend it a bit? That's what, Well, get, get, I'll tell you what. Make the World Cup so every single team registered by FIFA's in. <laughs> yeah. So you have 200 odd teams separated by how many groups of four, and just play it mm. all year round. But yeah. I'll tell you, when we last week when it was international break, yeah. I ended up we did this show. I ended up going home thinking, I wish it was international football every week in yeah. the Premier League break. Yeah, the mm. other way around. I agree with you. Mm. I agree. So does David Moyes. <laughs> 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 I've only got to play three games a season. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, wh- where else are we going with this? Um, so yeah, I. <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? But we mentioned France. That's right. We mentioned France. We mentioned yeah. Ibrahimovic. What about the African? Uh, oh, well, come on, there a sec. Yeah. Stick with the He's plan. Got a plan. Um, what about Ibrahimovic's goal um, oh. for PSG oh, against Another karate goal. We've spoken Seriously, about Zlatan's ability to do these right, really sort of kung fu style goals, and he's done it again. That's his best. Magnificent one of, of that ilk. That's two, yeah. two reasons I love it so much. One is because. Um, it's not even on the radar for 99% of players to even attempt it, yeah, yeah. let alone better pull it off. And secondly, <clears> because I saw a video of him on the PSG website, uh, and he was speaking in English, actually, was I enough? Um, and, he, and what they do is they get some of the... Sometimes PSG get players to watch their own goals back on an iPad and talk through it. Right. And it's quite interesting. Oh, Zlatan, uh, Zlatan was very funny. He, uh, he, ended, he ended it by saying, um, it's a beautiful goal, um, but at the end of the day, I've got loads of beautiful goals to call upon. 
almost as if they're special moves that he can break out at any time. When, I, when I'm not with a lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I am. Which is rare. Goal yeah. bank. Yeah. Zlatan's goal bank. <laughs> His header as well, was, he just made it look easy. Cavani scored a great one. Oh, God, that was beautiful. It was mm. almost like anything you can do, I can also do as well. Yeah, yeah nearly. <laughs> oh, and Havre and Ard's uh, Sochaux at the bottom of the league. They, uh, <laughs> they, uh, well, when he the, took the, over. The palpable disappointment that you have to say that. No, they, they, they were already bottom of the league. That's why they got the big man in. <laughs> Two nil down to Monaco, high fly Monaco, two all. And are they bottom of the league still? Two all. Well, well only a point. But two nil down to Monaco. Mm, yeah. Tell you what. And he's wearing he's wearing the white shirt. Yeah. Right in the white Yes, he is. Uh, now we can go to Africa, where, where Harvard used to reside. Uh, the, the second legs haven't been played, but Ghana will surely be there. They'll be Egypt 6 1. Egypt hate tournament football outside of Africa <laughs> in a, and excluding the South Africa World them. Cup. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can remember, I, I think it might be someone in this show. I hope not. I don't want to find out. One of us said when Bob Bradley got the Egypt job, he'll get them well organised. <laughs> and, and they've got beaten, they've got beat 6 1. So. Mm. Yeah. Shame, really. Especially what's going on in the country. It would be nice for them mm, to. Yeah. But I love Ghana. So. It's not over yet, though. Get police machine involved. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Sadly, a police machine did become involved. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Now I'm moving on swiftly. <laughs> uh, North and Central America. Now, oh, Panama. This, to me, oh, ranks up Panama. there with Cape Verde. Mm. On my on my level of guttedness, I was in Panama uh, in June for for a marvelous holiday, and I was in Panama City when they played Mexico at home, and they drew nil nil. And I've never seen a team so well supported. Everywhere, everywhere, people were wearing the, the, the home jersey. People were absolutely loving it. They had TVs in the out in the alleyways and all this sort of stuff. People watching it. They were going mad for it. They've never qualified for a World Cup. They were two one up against the United States, and Mexico lost to Costa Rica two one. And Mexico have had a shock. Group and they yeah. don't deserve that last playoff spot against New Zealand. <laughs> and Panama, with 90 seconds to go, switched off, and the Americans scored two goals. And Panama, to the USA for keep on going because they're, yeah. they're already. Did through. you hear that commentator, the Mexican yeah, commentator? He, he, it was the equivalent. He was he's the equivalent of like Clive Tilsley yeah. in, in Mexico, he's like oh, the right. frontline commentator. Yeah. And he was saying, I saw a transcript of it translated. He was, Tilsley will love that. He was saying. Um, <laughs> he was saying. Um, you have done nothing to earn this, the boys in green, to work Mexico. Yeah. You are all to the boys in white. You are not a team. You've done nothing for this country. Yeah. Going absolutely post about them yeah. for a good couple of minutes. Because, mm. And it was even more crazy because he was trying to commentate in Spanish, uh, obviously because he's Mexican, uh, on both the games. So they were showing both the games. Mm. So he was doing flipping between commentary wow. for the USA game and the Mexico game. And I think he just lost it at the yeah. end. He, yeah. The emotion just overcame him. But he was just like, we love you, America, yeah, and all this sort of stuff. I mean, I tell you what. Adios, you need us. Like but, that, but, like, but, but if anybody's listening from America, that, that will do your country. Oh, yeah. The relations between Mexico and the United States will be at an all-time high and will be for many a year because of that. <laughs> Seriously, like, it's just the way it works in, in football, you know? But, um, but yeah, I, I was just so gutting for Panama. And they would have had a Real chance, you know, playing New Zealand. No yeah. disrespect to New Zealand, but, I mean, but you know, both sides could. Well, win if that. you can mix it in that qualification group, yeah. you can mix it against New Zealand. There's no question. Oh, about but it. and there's such a great bunch of people, the, the Panamanians as well. Mm. But, ah, there we are. But, oh, but New Zealand uh, will uh, play uh, Mexico, um, the US, Honduras, and Costa Rica through from that uh, region, and, and also in South America, as we said before, Uruguay will play Jordan in a playoff. Oh, it's all exciting, isn't it? I can't <laughs> wait. It really is. But we I mean, literally do have to wait now. It's a, it's a shame. Yes. <laughs> Presuming uh, Uruguay beat Jordan, England won't be drawn with Holland. 
or, or Italy or, or Portugal or France or Sweden. So, so yes, who, who, please. Who, who can we get then? Sw- Switzerland would probably... I mean, no disrespect to the Swiss, but you'd rather the Swiss than, say, Brazil, Spain, Argentina, Germany, uh, Belgium. Switzerland beat Spain last World Cup, didn't they? They, they did, did, yeah. Could have beaten them by two. Mm. Dirty got hit the post. You have to look at that run. tournament as a whole, though, to see which was the better side. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing that. Um, elsewhere yeah. in international football, the Belgians drew one all with Wales. Craig Bellamy played his last game for Wales, assisted no. the equaliser. Uh, Ramsey again. Good point for for the Welsh, yeah. Harry Wilson became the youngest player to have represented Wales and earned his grandfather 125 grand in the process. Brilliant story. There's a bet for you. Am I the only one who thinks it's a bit it's a bit dodgy? Well, I thought maybe if it was a the grandfather put 50 quid on his grandson um, when he was a toddler that he would play for Wales, and he must have looked at the odds and worked it out. And if I had him, I'd have sort of, oi, Coleman, come here. Yeah, because I'll give you 20 grand, mate. Because <laughs> Harry Wilson's never played a professional football game. Yeah, he's at Liverpool's academy. It did occur he's to me that he's never been on loan or anything. Mm. And so you wonder. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to um, cast aspersions on any of. Character of anyone involved? But now they would ask solicitors. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so Colin's got, got, got to keep picking him. I've got nothing it? more to add. <laughs> I've said enough. I think you have. Um, Edwards, Coleman's, though. But it Coleman's wasn't ni- now called Platinum Man suddenly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Funny that, isn't it? It was a nice story, though. I the, heard him Peter inter- Edwards, the yeah, grandfather. I heard him interview on Five Live, and it was a very touching story. Actually. He retired immediately. Yeah, he, he was yeah. so chuffed. Yeah. It touched me all the way to the bank, mm. etc. Um, I've got to go. Chris Coleman's on the phone. Yeah, a few more, uh, a couple of other bits from, from the internationals. Giampaolo Mazza has resigned as San Marino manager after 15 years at the helm. God. Europe's longest serving manager. Patient of the in- Mm. Patience of a, a win ratio of one point two percent. What one win? Yeah, one win in eighty five matches and just yeah. a single point in seventy six competitive games. They beat Liechtenstein in the friendly, didn't they? There's some one. He, <laughs> I did love what he said. He said the regret is that we never won an official game, but I am proud that we never used a naturalised player. <laughs> <laughs> Have that England and Yanis yeah. and all the rest of yeah. I do quite like that. But yeah, uh, so poor old uh, San Marino. There'll be. Um... So would he have been manager when Massimo Bonini played, the famous uh, San Marino player? Who he's played in Serie A for years, probably not actually. Oh, right, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not bloody sure. Mm. Um, and uh, Colombia, what have I got here? We're going to South America. Oh, former former Colombia star Tino Asprey has been offered a short term contract to become a porn star. Yeah, apparently so. Pete, you're probably most qualified to answer this, having <laughs> starred a in a couple, having had a few cameos yourself. And yeah. I've <laughs> never, um, I've never seen his. Apparently, well, apparently he's got a big, uh, a big future Penis. in the. <laughs> 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 Penis. He's got a big penis. Well, I did like the open letter. Yeah. The, the letter the, was a very nice. The ego open massage. letters are all the rage at the moment. Yeah. The, this, the, is the, this for an ego massage. The adult film company, not adult, adult. It makes yeah. the word sound a bit more naughty. Dear Fastino Spria, it's a traditional start. Um, <laughs> sure we, as you will, we are, I, I mean, I'll praise you through this. We are convinced that the lifestyle you lead and the media controversy <laughs> it causes is vital. So we dared to make the proposal. Uh, we are convinced that with a little training, you could exploit another talent. All of Colombia knows you have. Um, wow. Yeah. They all know, Jim. Yeah. They all know. They all know. Um, Any response from Faustino? No, I don't think so. This all came from Steve Harper's testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this renewed interest in the man. I think Doncaster are still waiting for him to turn up, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> He's got up there. It's, uh, Darlington. Doncaster. Darlington, um, sorry. Yeah, and I, I found this just, just before coming to the studio. That, um, uh, we talk about Gabriel Tamas, didn't we? Yeah. Last week. Uh, who, who elbowed his uh, friend in the face, hospitalised him, fellow professional footballer in the face. Um, he's been released by Cluj after a week. Uh, they signed him uh, and they've got rid of him. 
um, due to a number of incidents. Yeah, he, he, he managed to rack up a load of drink-related incidents within a week. <laughs> Which I think is Donaldson-esque, if you ask the me. The president hey. of the club said about Tavis, he came, he drank, he left. We had little option. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Glorious. Glorious. Oh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We got there, and it's time for Pete's game. It is indeed time, uh, time for Pete's game. Yeah, time to do one, Pete. Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. We'll Stop. Be to, is we'll it here to the in the Carter? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. Is it Gary um, Lineker? Um, this, uh, but that Hans, would imply please. that Pete's come up this himself. Oh, yeah. Shut your mouth. Stop. Right. Is it Zico? It's Love Island Gorham. Made it all myself, so shush everyone. Did you? Yeah, well done. The listeners are thinking we should have come up with one. Cheers for for putting in the effort that everyone expects from you as a minimum for one. Who's come up with these bloody clues now? I'll I'll find out while I'm doing them. Uh, Stop. Is it Andy (laughs) Gorham? No, it's not Andy Gorham. Is it the other Andy Gorham? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Um, Thank you, this person. I will let you know precisely who that is in a second. Uh, I began my footballing career at Welling United while working as a computer operator for Greenwich Borough Council. Oh, stop, Jason Yule. <laughs> no, it's good not one. Jason Yule. Stop, is it Kevin Lisby? No. Stop, is good. it Kevin Gallon? No. Stop, Kevin and everywhere. <laughs> um, after making 105 appearances for Welling, I signed for Weymouth for thirteen and a half thousand pounds in 1984. Oh, so get a lot better quickly. Yeah, mm. you're gonna have to move on, Pete. Mm, okay, uh, I am left-handed. <laughs> Is that a clue? Is that a goalkeeper? Stop. <laughs> Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> I won my first silverware with Aston Villa in 1994, Stop. winning the League Cup, beating Manchester United 3-1. Nigel Spink. No. Stop. Is it Sean Teal? No. Stop. <sighs> Dalian Atkinson. No. Wrong era. <laughs> Get your head on, Campbell. <laughs> um, having made 134 appearances for Villa, I moved to Middlesbrough for half a million dollarinis oh, in 1997. Oh, crap. <sighs> Stop. It's Andy Townsend. It is Andy Townsend. Yeah, well done, sir. Oh, Jack Chesterman well is his yeah. name. Thank you very much, Jack Chesterman. Or Andy Townsend. Thanks very much, Andy Townsend. Yeah, for being literally the worst co-commentator in the history of the game. Don't be 70 nasty. 70 appearances for my beloved Ireland, qualifying thanks to my Irish grandmother, uh, <laughs> captain of the nation at 94. Uh, ended my career at uh, West Brom, moved into media work, and uh, yeah, I've got tactics, ta- tactics truck. truck now, yeah. Yeah, that would have yeah. been the, the, the... Didn't need it. No. Didn't, didn't need it. Need have you got any correspondence all sports? I have. Do you want to go first, Jim? Yeah, why not? Um... Uh, the Ramble, it simply, <laughs> simply states. Um, this week, me and my wife went to the Philippines. On Tuesday, we were sat in the traffic and I realised I hadn't downloaded my podcast in the hotel and with everyone in the taxi speaking Tagalog, I thought, bollocks, <laughs> it can't cost that much to switch on the roaming and download the Football Ramble. 180 quid. <laughs> That's what the text said that I received five minutes later after the download had failed. <laughs> then going on it. to explain that my account had been blocked and it was fucking International Week. <laughs> I've since listened to the show, and if I'm honest, feel slightly empty inside. Yeah. Still love you, though, Nick. Sorry, Nick. I mean, yeah, it's, that's not really our fault. He didn't even get the podcast. No. Yeah. We, 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 um... A lot of people would pay 180 quid to not have to hear it. But yeah. uh... <laughs> I did something similar, but I racked up 250, so I win, to be yeah. honest. Oh, oh yeah, Japan. We haven't heard about Japan. Go on, is that it? Is that that's the... it, really. Oh, that was a highlight, matches. was it? That was the yeah. uh, big excuse. Probably don't tell us what on. Stankovic had his uh, 103rd game. He came oh, Japan played Belarus. Came out of retirement. It only lasted like 10 minutes, and then went off. Okay. Bit rude. Okay, we've got more correspondence, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes, I took the liberty of picking up on the fact that Gary Lineker yes. went to see Russell Brand live rather than watch England-Poland, Outrageous. despite his outspoken views on mm-hmm. the state of the England team, which I thought was a little bit... I mean, I don't mind Lineker, but I thought it was a little bit poor. 
So I asked our valued and loyal listenership... Especially if he's not going to watch the game. Some of which will pay up to £180 to hear it. We don't know that Russell Brand didn't have the game on. He's a big football fan. That's true. Uh, That's true. Um, I said, what's the worst reason you have for missing a football game? Mm. Um, I've got quite a few good answers, actually, this week. I was quite chuffed. Um, Eugene, Eugene Bradley starts off by saying on the Twitter, my excuse for missing Palace versus Fulham tonight will be the teams involved. <laughs> uh, James Powell says, I got married on the FA Cup final day. All my mates were gathered around the big screen while we were cutting the cake. <laughs> what a wedding. Brilliant. Um, this, I don't really know what to make of this one. Maybe you guys can chip in. Callag Gale on Twitter says, I missed the semi-final of my team's tournament because my mum refused to do my washing and I had no short. <laughs> wow. Get a grip of yeah, yourself. Yeah, Jesus. That's poor. Get a grip of yourself. Um, on the Facebook, what we got here? I missed England-Germany at the last World Cup because I stupidly arranged to go sphering, um, which I think is like zorbing, yeah. months in advance. I rolled down the hill in a ball for 20 seconds, listened to the second half of the game on a two-hour drive home, and it was unquestionably one of the worst days of my life. Wow. <laughs> Uh, um, that's on. That's by Gareth Walsh on the Facebook. Um, what we got here? Jack Wells says he didn't go to Millwall away last season because he's scared of the bigger boys. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, say what else have we got here? Um, yes, here's a, here's, a, here's a good one. Joe Roberts on on the Facebook. He says uh, Swansea versus West Ham in the FA Cup a few years back when we produced a giant killing result and knocked West Ham out one nil. My mother brought Panto tickets and wouldn't have any of it, and she forced me to go, so I missed the game. I sobbed the whole way through, resenting my cruel mother's decision. I could only stand and stare at the Vetchfield floodlights out of the windows in the Swansea Grand Theatre foyer. Oh, oh that's And James Barnes finishes off with a reply that just says, Funeral. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Anyone else? Goodness. Anybody, anybody get anything? No. That's it. Good. Okay, uh, Pete. Uh, hello, how are you? Do the Absolute Radio stuff. Oh, the Absolute Radio uh, football match this week uh, comes from... <laughs> <laughs> you see what happens when you don't have a plan? Yeah. Goal! <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I know what it is. I know what it is. Oh, I can't find it. No, don't worry. There's a match yeah. going on. There's a match going on. We will have live Barclays Premier League commentary on the 26th of October. Liverpool versus West Brom. What a match. Hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Pardew's hot dog. Uh, say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye, Pete. Say goodbye, Luke. Uh, ketchup and mustard. And goodbye, Jim. Bye. See you next week, gang. Yay.